if my kid was watching me now, would they would I be proud of how I'm dealing with this or would I, you know, not want to set this as an example, you know? And I think sometimes when you step out of it and think like that, you can get yourself to take certain action and, you know, step outside of kind of the negativity. Let's take a journey into the mind. Your host, Mina, the Egyptian prescription, Elias. Let's take a journey into the mind. What's up, guys? Another episode of Undisputed Mindset. I'm your host, Mina, the Egyptian prescription, Elias. I'm with a good friend, Liron. Uh, Liron's an awesome guy. Uh, the first time I saw him, uh, I met him, uh, I saw him actually on Samer's uh, YouTube or Samer's Facebook Live. Then I went out to New York City. He was uh, doing a meetup. Yoni was there too. Um, and then, you know, I, I went uh, went up to you, talked to you. It was pretty cool. It was in November, I believe, November 2019. Uh, and then from there, Liron sells on Amazon, killing it on Amazon. Then you opened up a, an agency, a PPC agency, um, and he's like, then he's killing it like ten times more with that. So, uh, Liron, you want to give a quick intro that's ten times better than the one I, I just did? Uh, sure, and uh, you know, I'll say that uh, you were also a very uh, popular guest on on my podcast. It was uh, a popular episode. I got a lot of great feedback on. Uh, oh. So, you sh- if you haven't uh, checked that out, you c- you can listen to me on on my podcast. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been in the Amazon space since 2014. Prior to that, I had an online insurance agency, uh, and um, um, you know, have had uh, you know, I think like everybody else, some some successes, some failures. Learned learned a lot. Um, today, I'm a partner um, in some brands, and I also uh, run uh, an Amazon. I would say marketing and advertising agency. Uh, even though we're doing a little bit of stuff on Walmart, but we're essentially doing full brand management for brands as well as managing ads and, and Amazon DSP. Um, and um, and then I'm involved in some other stuff. I'm a shareholder in a company that lends money to sellers and offers growth capital. So involved a little bit in that. Um, so I have my hands in a few in a few things, but um, you know I think that's also could be an important discussion as to you know, should you focus on one thing or should you do multiple things? And maybe, you know, is maybe what's right for you. Um, uh, I think for me, I like being involved in a few different things. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So take us back to like, you know, when you first started, one, one thing that I've noticed about you is like, you're a very like relentless person. You, you, I know that you've had like some, some bad things happen to you in the past, but you never quit. And that's the one thing I respect a lot because uh, like, that's kind of my mindset is like, no matter how many times you get kicked down or, you know, knocked out, you get back up. So what's, take us back to like that first time you had that blow, like the, the blow that you thought, man, like this is a big blow and what was going through your mind and how you pushed through that? Yeah. Um, I'll take, I'll take you back to something more. Uh, well, I, I can talk about several blows, but uh, I'll tell you back to something more recent, like um, a year ago at this time, I had a, a partner in my agency business. Um, actually, one of my clients uh, approached me to to partner in the business um, uh, more than a year ago. Um, and um, I agreed and br- brought him into the business. And quickly, I just realized it wasn't the right fit, you know, for me. And um, he didn't want to break up the partnership. Right. So it wasn't like 
okay, here's, you know, like, let's find a way to make this happen, whatever. Like, no, he just didn't really want to. And he's a 50% shareholder. Um, and you're, you know, it was a, a extremely difficult time. Um, and uh, finally, uh, I came up with enough money as an offer to say, hey, you know, if you got this, could we, could we separate? Can I get the business back? Uh, and that's what happened. Um, but I will say also that uh, when I look back, when I look back at it, that challenge uh, actually was a good thing. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit of the background of the, of the agency and um, and sort of how it got formed was I had a partnership with Andy Slamans, amazing friend of mine and amazing guy. Um, and actually we had some courses together in, in the, the seller space and I started like also helping sellers with PPC and that was part of the agency. And in, in any event, uh, the business was all, that business was all under Andy's name and I got a 1099. I never pushed to form like an official entity between us because he just had a super trusting relationship, but he already had an entity set up um, when he asked me to join with him in courses and stuff and an amazing relationship with Andy and super trust. And then this guy came to me and said, hey, you know, I want to partner with you. And so I worked to deal with Andy where the PPC agency came with me. He kept a bunch of other stuff. And I spoke to him on the phone last night for like an hour, like great friends. Um, and anyway, so so if it wasn't for this guy coming to approach me, this this agency business wouldn't be where it is today because I took it and I separated it from where I was. It created its own entity, created its own P&L, created its own thing. And it took, it took a life. And so when I look back, the biggest challenge was also like, the greatest opportunity, you know, because if I wouldn't partner with him today, I wouldn't be sitting with a team of 30 people, seven figure plus agency and everything else, you know? So like, I think Steve Jobs says, you know, you can only connect the dots looking backwards, you know? And so even though this was extremely challenging um, and I didn't know how to get out of this situation, um, it was, you know, one of the best things that happened to me was this partnership in hindsight, right? So it's like, you know, it's like you almost want to say thank you, right, to the person that ended up being the wrong partner for you because you wouldn't be where you are today. And I think, I think you know, if we're going to talk about a little bit about mindset, it gives me great perspective to, you know, the challenges that you deal with today. You, you don't know at the time you don't know why it's happening to you or why you're dealing with it, and you think it's a bad thing. And most of the time, actually needs to needs to happen to you. So I'll give you an example of a story. Um, you have a parent, their child gets hurt. They take him to the doctor. They need stitches. Right. And the doctor is holding down the kid and he's about to give him a shot to numb his chin where he needs stitches because he needs to do the stitches and needs to give him a shot to numb, to numb the chin. And the child's telling his parents, like, make this stop. Like, why are you letting the doctor do this? Right. And the parents don't. Right. They let they let the doctor give the child the shot and then it numbs the area and then then the child doesn't feel anything for the rest of the time while they're doing the stitches. So this is a true story. I heard somebody somebody talk about this and say, and the next day he took his kid over and to the side, or he took his kid and he said, do you understand now why I didn't stop the doctor? Because if he didn't give you the needle, the whole rest of the time you would have felt pain while he was doing the stitches. You needed the needle in order to heal and in order to get the stitches. Do you now understand why I didn't stop it, right? So the we are a lot like the, that child and a lot of times dealing with challenges in our life, right? I was going through a challenge. I was didn't know why I had a partner and that wasn't working out for me that I need to get rid of and how I was going to get out of it. But when I look back, it was the best thing that happened to me, right? Like getting the needle 
was like what I needed in order to grow. And I think that's a lot of the challenges we deal with in, in our life. Um, I think, you know, you could probably, you're sort of a great example of this. When we go to the gym, we hire a personal trainer to put us through pain so that we can grow. But in our life, we're looking to sort of avoid, avoid the pain, you know? And so I think when I look back to all the challenges and knowing now going forward, I sort of, um, I sort of embrace the challenges because I know like I'm supposed to go through them for whatever reason. Um, and you know, um, it's kind of like meant to be and, and I'm supposed to embrace them and, you know, uh, fight them head on. So, um, that, that, you know, this sort of mindset change in thinking has changed a lot of my perspective in terms of how I look at challenges that come my way. And I see challenges like, okay, this is an opportunity to level up in some way in my life, you know, and I've seen this from sellers, you know, I know to, to, to bring it into e-commerce a little bit, I know these guys that today have, you know, hundred million dollar plus business and they're in retail with their products. Um, very, very successful, but you know, what forced them to go into retail two years ago, Amazon suspended them and they realized, and they lost a lot of money when Amazon suspended them every day. And they realized like, Hey, you know what? Like we can't ever be in this situation again. So they hired a broker, a retail broker on their team who got them into Whole Foods and drugstores and all their products. And now they have this massive retail business, right? But if they didn't get suspended, it would never have been the engine that would have forced them to grow in their business. And so, you know, ideally challenges force you to grow in a, in a positive way, you know, and it's kind of been a, a shift for me in, in sort of how to think about challenges and how to you embrace them approach them and realize, you know, they're embrace them more now. Yeah. And I have a question. Do you label hundred percent? And do you uh, now now going yes. through that like multiple times? Do you still label things as good or bad? Do you like, for example, you know, when things are going rough in your company, are you like oh, this? Like this sucks, or are you a lot less emotional now and kind of like this is just the situation? Uh, I need to come up with a solution. Yeah, I mean, more so, more so what I've learned through this process, and especially going through that process with with the partner and finding a way to get out of it. And I had I had help. I had an amazing, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out. Paul Raffleson was my attorney in that, who helped me a lot in structuring something, the deal, the paperwork, everything, getting out of it, and like massively helpful. Um, and so relying on other people, but um, you know, I would say I would say that um, you know, as far as I've learned through that you know, that, that I, that if I have a challenge, I can figure it out. And I've gotten the confidence that if I have, a, if I have a challenge, it's figure outable. And that's been more so like, it's like, no, of course, I'm not looking to fail. And I'm not looking to deal with bad shit. And I, and I do celebrate my wins, you know, but I know that if a child, I don't get, I guess I don't get as, you know, emotionally or like as messed up by the challenge that comes because I know I can figure it out. And again, you know, we're talking about business here. Uh, I didn't deal with probably the amount of challenges that some people here are listening are like, I didn't have, God forbid, stage four cancer to fight. I don't know that I'd be great at dealing with that today. Right. Like, I mean, I had a business thing, right. I mean, I'm much more concerned about my health, my family. Like if I had a challenge there, you know, maybe I wouldn't be able to handle it, you know? Uh, maybe it would be much greater struggle. So I think everything in perspective, you know, um, um, you know, and uh, thankfully the challenges that I've had have not been anything, anything like that, you know, that I, I think are much, much more difficult, you know, to, to, to deal with business is just business, you know, like 
it's not every, yeah. it's not everything. So I, you're not you know, I think it's, I think it's another perspective. You're not gonna, yeah, exactly, right? But like, yeah, if something happened to a family member of mine, or I got, God forbid, yeah, a stage four cancer, would I be as positive mindset here? I don't know. You know, I, I hope I could be as strong as possible. But like, yeah, I don't know. But you know, in in what I've dealt with, I've learned that for the most part, I can figure out stuff, especially business challenges or relationship challenges. Um, and th that now I don't get as frazzled, you know, when something happens, when Amazon sends you a use sold is new, like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to put the appeal. If it doesn't work, I'm going to try again. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to go hire somebody. And if, it, you know, and if yeah. it doesn't work, I'm going to go do the next thing. I just don't get as frazzled emotionally by so those external I've actually things. had yeah. uh, someone recently and um, like, you know, I've been helping them out with Amazon stuff, like not like a paid or anything, just like here, here's some advice, like do this, do that. Here's some like, you know, talks I've given, listen to it. And uh, their account or something, something like some Amazon thing wasn't working out. And uh, I'm going through that with Neuro right now. Like they, they're like, okay, you know, error 5665, you can't list this product, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I'm like, I can't help you. Like, this is an Amazon thing. And recently, turns out he was saying, I'm starting to get demotivated. So, like, what would you say to, to that? Like, to, to you know, because it's like, it's these things I'm like, you just have to keep, you know, you just, why would you stop? Like, you just keep coming back, you know? So, what, what do you say? Like, I mean, how look, do you get yourself in that look, mindset? I mean, I mean, look, if the person you're trying to help if you're more uh, motivated for their success than they are, and you can't help them, you know, you're demotivated, fine, so quit. You know, like you got it, you, you have to be driven, like you have to be, you have to have, you know, you have to be driven by, by achieving something or going after something by, by, you know, you have to be self-motivated, you know, uh, somebody asked Elon Musk, what would you give in recently? And this kind of came out as like news and people said, is it, yeah, is he yeah. right to say this or not right to say this? You know what I'm talking about. They said, what words of encouragement would you give to an entrepreneur? And he said, if you need words of encouragement, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. And, you know, look, I would say, like, and to some extent, we all could use words of encouragement at times. But he's right in the sense that, like, entrepreneurship is warfare. It's a battle. It's a challenge. It's, I mean, what, you're, what you signed up for is solving problems at scale. Every day, your job is to solve problems. And deal with problems and that's how you create value right and so if you are demotivated fine so quit and go back to your job of you know at a cubicle or whatever nine to five like good luck to you you know i can't be more motivated than than you are um but i would you know to, to give somebody motivation i would say that yeah like understand that entrepreneurship is in a sense solving problems and every day you're gonna have problems you need to solve and the way you create value the way you make money the way you get fulfilled, you know, is by solving problems. And you know what? When you solve a problem, I had a five six six five error this year. You know, I had to Photoshop some picture with the, yeah. you know, with the brand name on it because it was a wallet, and there's no brand name on the wallet. And I had to Photoshop something for Amazon and got got over it, you know, and got the approval and had to overcome it. I had to try a few times and had the same stuff that everybody else has. Some people are going to overcome it. Some people will find a way. And some people are demotivated, you know, um, it's because we take opportunity for granted. You know, the, the biggest um, you and I were, I, be, I believe you're, you were not born in the U.S., right? 
No, I was born outside in Egypt, yeah. Okay, and I was also born outside the U.S., neighboring country, Israel. Um, and I believe we have, an we have an advantage because we don't take opportunity for granted. Could you have this level of opportunity in Egypt or Not even in Israel or another, another country? Not even close. And so you don't take it for granted and you, you have a different perspective, you know? And so I think you need to have that kind of like hunger mindset attitude to like overcome stuff. And if you don't want it badly enough, then you're not going to get it because, you know, your competition is not demotivated. Your competition says, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to overcome it because on the other side of that, you'll see sellers that have started a business two, three years ago and are now selling it for a million dollars plus because they didn't get demotivated, you know? um they they overcame stuff and like that's that's the opportunity that that we have right now so i you know i don't feel like you know if you're demotivated then entrepreneurship is not for you gotcha and i want to shift gears quickly now so you started i believe before this agency you've never had a staff that big right and so I think that's the one thing I really am like, as I started uh, growing, right, and I hired more and more people, uh, it seems like there, it's like an overwhelming amount of now, not only are you like doing more, there's people's like livelihoods that, you know, you feel like you, you know, you, they, they need, they, they need you to survive. Uh, and, and You're responsible for it. Yeah. And you get more and more responsibility. And so I see like people, I mean, I see you probably a couple of years from now, we'll have a hundred plus people in your staff. How do you deal with that? Like that new growth responsibility? Like how do you stay like, stay like, you know, solid locked in and not like freak out? Like, oh my God, like there's just a thousand people asking me questions and things like that. Well, yeah, I mean, so you bring up a good point. I think I think at some point you realize that you need you can't be the direct uh manager or you can't be the only one that you know, if you have a team of 5 or 4 or 6, they can report to you and you can deal with that. If you build a team of 10, 15, 20, then you, you need you're going to need help for somebody who you know, can help you with, uh, you know, with, with the operations and with the, with the people and, you know, you have, you know, like you're dealing with selling products, you're dealing with customers. Now you're also dealing with internal employees, team, et cetera. Right. So at a certain point, I think you need to realize that you need help, internal help in also managing the team and managing the process and the SOPs and all that. And I'm thankful, very lucky that I have sort of a, also a great, you know, partner in my business and um, who who helps with a lot of the operations. And right now, like there's so many initiatives that we want to do, that we want to execute on and implement that right now we're looking to hire him, an additional operations person, so that he can focus on more stuff and have help also with more of the people and some some of the operational things. So I think it's I think it's part of the growth, you know, at at the same time, I think you know, I also see into a lot of big businesses. A lot of my clients are very big businesses, $50 million, $100 million businesses. Um, a lot of my clients own 10 Does plus Does that normalize things for not you? A lot. No, it's not that normal. It's that I've seen that I see into a lot of other people's business. And from the outside, everything looks clean and shiny. And, and when you go inside, it's very chaotic. And when you're right, when you're in a fast growth machine, 
I think in some sense, you need to embrace the fact that it's chaotic. Like if you're in a business that's just growing very fast and you're hiring, whatever, then yeah, you might, things might drop. Like it's chaotic in certain sense. Like, you know, some of that is just kind of bound to happen, but over time you need to put more systems in place and more people in place to also help you manage, you know, manage the people and build out the culture of what your company is like. And, you know, who's a good, you, you get better at who to hire and who not to hire and, you know, how to build up your team, et cetera. But I think at a certain sense, like for you, you might need to bring in somebody that is going to be managing your team, you know, um, and maybe even somebody that you give some shares in your business or, you know, like compensate them um, or incentivize them based on the retention or growth or like, you know, uh, compensate them based on how the business performs and also have them help in terms of managing the team. So there's definitely an element, you know, of control that you have to give up if you want to scale um, any any business. You know, you can't do everything and it doesn't make sense for you to do everything. In my business, there's still I'm still wearing too many hats. Um, but over time, I give up stuff along the way so that I can focus on working on the business, not in the business, like where to, what new initiatives, like, you know, again, if you're working in e-commerce business, working on the business is going to develop your next year's worth of products versus just working on what's happening today in the business. And you need to be able to step outside of it in order to work on it and have, you know, have help. I mean, the only way you're going to scale a business is through, you know, I would say sort of three pillars, you know, tech systems and people, right. And you, you need to have those you know, those things in mind. And tech can help you scale where you don't need as many people, where 20 years ago, you might have needed 50 people on a business. Today with tech, you might need seven people uh, because you have the tech and automation and, you know, rely on it. But I think I think those three pillars are, you know, you should be building your business around tech systems and people on, in order to scale. You'll, you'll need all three no matter what, you know, in order to scale, it's just the amount, and how much you rely on each one of those things. Gotcha. Okay, and now, Let's go back again, um, you know, before this, because I know like, I think now that you start your agency, you're like way more, I feel like trained, um, like your, your mind is trained, you're, you're way more calculated. So if we go a little bit back, uh, when you first started your business, uh, you know, and, and what happened on, what happens on the days where you didn't see much success or, you know, you kind of like, is this really going to work? How did you push through that? Because I know you've, because you, I've encountered that. I know you've encountered that. We've talked about it before. Yeah, um, you know, and even still today, right? I mean, you have days that are, you know, not every day is like, uh, n- not every day is like Instagram, right? Instagram, you only, you only, you only see, you only see the highlights. You don't see the lowlights, right, of people's lives. And it's also why you can't compare yourself to anything you see. Because you're only seeing the 15 minute highlight reel, not 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 reality. But um, I don't know. I mean, I see myself as like I don't have a choice. You know, like I don't have a choice. First of all, whatever happened is the past, and I try to focus on the future um, and what I'm going to do to learn from this, or what I'm going to do to improve, and what am I doing about this more so than like focusing on like something that doesn't that doesn't go right. But like I don't know. I don't have a choice. I'm self employed. I, you know, like need business is how I live. Um, you gotta like, figure I don't out. have a choice. There is no way. somehow. Yeah. Yeah, you, exactly. Right. I mean, you have to feed your family. You have to, and like, 
I also don't see a benefit in focusing too much on the failure. Like I want to learn from it and I want to see what I could have done better. But like to also like I spoke to somebody yesterday and they told me about something that like was, you know, they experienced something negative. And for two days they were like in bed, couldn't get out, focus on this negative thing. Well, they just wasted 48 hours of their lives on, you know, on, on, on something BS. that doesn't matter. On something where they, they could have been pushing forward, you know, and I, I don't want to be in that position. So I, I don't know. I don't really see it as a like personally for me, I don't see it as a choice to like not get back up and do something else because like, yeah, I have a family to feed. I, I also have people that rely on me and I try to think of myself. This is from Brendan Bouchard. He talks a lot about this as living the role model mindset, right? So if if you were a role model, how would you act, right? Like, how would, you know, your biggest mentors, the most successful people out there, you know, you know, would, how would they react to this? And, you know, how should, how should you react to this? Yeah, should you suffer and worry about this loss or negative thing for the next five days? Or should you say, okay, like, I'm, going to do whatever it takes to just move past it and like fix it or whatever the situation is, you know, but so taking on that sort of like looking at yourself as just like role model mindset. I mean, if you have kids, you could be a role model to them or spouse or whatever. Like if my kid was watching me now, would they, would I be proud of how I'm dealing with this or would I, you know, not want to set this as an example, you know? And I think sometimes when you step out of it and think like that, you can get yourself to take certain action and, you know, step outside of kind of the negativity. I like that. I've actually never heard of that before, but I really, really like that. I'm actually going to start using it myself because, you know, I mean, even though like, you know, I want to say I have a really strong mindset. Uh, I've, I definitely have down days where it's like, I don't know what's wrong. You know, that's where like, that's why I really heavily, you know, focus on my habits and stuff like that is because, I, like I do have a lot of down days, but now I'm I'm at the segment of this podcast where I want to ask you something really cool. I want you to pick a time and you can jump back in time and talk to little Liron, uh, like any, any age, Wh- which yeah. age would you pick and what would you say? Um, I mean, I would say that if I was talking to my, to my younger self, um, I mean, I would say a few things, um, but I, I would, I would say, which age, which thoughtful about how this old thing. is he going to be 21, 25? Um, I don't know. Let's say, yeah. Let's say somewhere in the 17 to 20 age range, you know, so, somewhere along there, I would say one, be thoughtful in the decisions you make. I could certainly look back at my life and made impulsive decisions. I definitely take my time more to think and listen to other people. Um, and also like that everything will work out, you know, um, at the end of the day, right? Like don't, in a sense, like, don't worry, everything will work out because I feel like so much of what we worry about, even this, like this last year thing with, with the business partner, so many of these like worst case scenario things went into my head, none of which happened, you know? And I think most of the time, if we just said, what would be the worst case scenario? And we really thought about it and we actually wrote it down, um, and thought about it it's so high, highly unlikely to happen. I mean, okay, my, so my business is going to fail. Then what? 
like I think to, I mean I think a lot of us just jump to like I'll be homeless on the street or something <laughs> exactly, as like yeah you know this, this like thing which is like well no you're not like that's not that's not gonna happen you know well you know like so like we we just jump to like and I, I think that's a lot of the fear that kind of stops us and a lot of the bad days and stuff it's like okay well what's the worst case that's gonna be and so I think a lot of what we worry about you know, 99% of what we worry about doesn't, doesn't end up happening, you know? Um, and especially in today's world, right. You have COVID and, you know, just like a lot of fear and, and, you know, unknowns and, you know, probably if there's ever been a time that we don't know the future, you know, it's like this past year, you know, our whole lives have turned upside down, you know, but kind of like, I think, uh, what I would tell my younger self is like the message of like this too shall pass. Right. Like, and I did tell myself a lot of that going through this challenge last year, like I had moments with a lot of anxiety and like, but I did, you know, have, having been sort of trained in mindset, you know, and I feel like training in mindset is something you need to do consistently and be consistently inspired by other people. Like this story that I told you about this stitch, I heard yesterday on like an hour thing I was watching about this happiness challenge that I'm in, right? Like I try to consistently feed myself like this kind of mindset stuff, because I think it's our human nature not to think like that. Our human nature is to be in survival mode and to find what's comfortable and to sit on the couch. And it's against human nature to go against, push against that gravity and go and exercise or go and work when you, again, you could be sitting comfortable on the couch, scrolling through Instagram, you know? Um, so I would tell my younger self, like everything will work out. This too shall pass. And don't be so impulsive, you know, think through some of your decisions. I think when I think back to some of the mistakes I made, you know, when this guy approached me about like partnering in business, I'm very optimistic. And I was just like, okay, let's do it. You know, without thinking, well, what are the worst I've been cases? there too, what man. I've been there too. Cases? Yeah. So I think, you know, just being more thoughtful and thinking. And this year I had opportunities to make those same mistakes, but I was more thoughtful about it. I listened to other people. I took my time and said no to certain sort of these these opportunities that a year ago would already have been signed deals that would have ended up in a negative way. Um, and so that's, you know, those are the things I would focus on. So maybe also focusing on surrounding yourself with um, the right people that you can kind of fall back on to make those decisions. Because I know, you know, when I there's a lot of decisions that I've had to make and I'm like, dude, I just don't know. Like, let me talk. And I have like three or four people that are way more successful I can always depend on. And they're like, listen, like, take your time. Like, what about this? And I'm like, okay, now I made the decision as if I had someone like that's experience. Yeah. And, and I think, and de definitely, so I think definitely talking to people, um, talking to people, like you said, you, you said a, an important thing, which is like talking to successful people, right? Like I also wouldn't take advice off somebody on a Facebook post that I don't know, you know, like is Amazon still an opportunity and people chiming in? Yes. And no, it's like this person, if this person is not successful or hasn't done it or whatever, like why you don't just take what anybody's also posting on social as, as gospel, right? But if you have close people that you know have kind of already been at that stage and have the life experience and wisdom, then yeah, I think it's good to rely on that. Um, and, um, you know, being more thoughtful and thinking, and even though I'm optimistic, I also now think of what if it goes wrong? And how do I protect my downside if it does go wrong? Like, like, okay, we're going to do a partnership, but let's have a breakup clause in the partnership for in three months. If we hate working together, 
let's have something in writing on how we're going to separate if it happens, like the prenup, right? Like, like thinking about that kind of stuff that in the past younger me would only be thinking about like the positive, right? And not, not necessarily thinking about like, if bad shit happens, I want to already have a playbook for how I'm going to unwind this particular type of thing. And, you know, that kind of thinking is, I think just comes from experience, but also hopefully from listening and watching something like this and thinking about, well, okay, I didn't think about that. It needs to be, and trusting other people that an experienced attorneys, like doing things the right way, not cutting corners, um, especially when you're making sort of big kind of decisions, like partnering with somebody. Yeah, a hundred percent. Definitely the not cutting corners or being cheap when it really matters, especially like with the lawyers and stuff like that, because that stuff will haunt you. I love it, man. All right. Uh, and I can tell you, you I can tell you that. I, oh, go ahead. And I, I, I could just tell you from this agreement, Paul, Paul Raffleson saved me tons, tons of money. Somebody also wanted to buy my business. It ended up being like a terrible offer. Paul, I was in this state of trying to get out of this partnership and not a good emotional state. Paul saved me from really making ter some terrible life-changing type of decisions. So having that, having those people around you, and I can tell you that another friend of mine, Paul Raffleson, helped her get an additional million dollars in her exit of her business. So surrounding yourself with the right people is incredibly important. Wow. All right. We're, we're at the end here. Do you want to plug uh, your podcast? Uh, your agency, where can people find you, all the sure. good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, I post a lot of content on, on Facebook. You can find it. I also have a Facebook group called e-commerce mindset um, and the same name for a podcast e-commerce mindset. Um, and my, uh, my agency is called uh, incrementum uh, digital. Amazing. And I'll put the links, all the links below. Just make sure to send it to me and I'll put it all below. Thank you. All right, man. And Thank you, you so know, much. One more thing. Um, I. Oh, sorry. One, one. We have a little bit of a lag, but one more thing. Um, I host sort of typically regular rooms on Clubhouse. I have an Amazon Sellers Club. You can also follow on Clubhouse. Um, there's a lot of good discussions with other, you know, successful experts in different areas that that I have no clue about. That that I do like rooms together. And if you're on Clubhouse, um, you know, you can follow me there and the the club, the Amazon Seller Club as well. Amazing. All right. Yeah, I've been on the Clubhouse channel. I've learned a lot. So anyways, thank you so much, man, for coming on and uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you so much.